This is Making Shift Happen, and I'm your host, Jen Cates. Over the years, I've coached hundreds of clients to find their ideal self through the way they nourish their bodies and minds, and now I'm here to help pass on these same strategies to you. So let's stop the madness and get your results once and for all. Let's go. Hey fam, welcome to another episode of Making Shift Happen. I have a little bit of post-cycling voice, so enjoy. Um, But it it might sound a little grovelly. But on that, we're going to be talking about some indoor bike training. Now, of course, this is my argument for indoor bike training, but I will play devil's advocate like I always do and and talk about some cons, all right? So one thing is I wanted to talk about it now because, hey, here in the Northern Hemisphere, it is winter. Winter's coming. Um, It's not winter. It's technically fall. But lately here in, in Denver, Colorado area, it has been feeling a little bit like winter with the snow that we're getting. And then we're going to be getting some more snow on Wednesday. So yay. Um, but I wanted to go ahead and start talking about indoor bike training. Now, I realize that this is not attainable for everyone because it can be quite expensive. But I also will say that there, there are some good deals out there. You know, I know the Zwift Hub is a fantastic machine for indoor cycling purposes. And, you know, I have quite a few clients, quite a few Shred Strong athletes who use it and swear by it. And you can't really beat the price. I think it's like 500 bucks. Uh, and sometimes I know lately they've been including like a year of Zwift programming with it, which is really awesome. Now, there are also going to be used options that are out in the marketplace, you know, just make sure obviously that it works, make sure the power meter is working. Generally speaking, they will, you know, they're hard to break, uh, knock on wood. Right. But I will go ahead and say that finding a used option is fairly easy now, um, compared to like 2020, obviously, but you know, with the revamped versions coming out, people are upgrading to the newest version and they are getting rid of their current tool, current indoor cycling, you know, trainer, or they are getting rid of their trainer and opting to get like a Peloton or, you know, a stages indoor bike. So it actually has the whole bike. That way they don't have a bike actually on a trainer. So, you know, to each their own, I think it's really important that you make your training accessible to you, whatever that looks like. I am not here to judge. I don't think anyone else should be here to judge as well, but this can really help make or break your winter and and late fall training. Now, that being said, I will also say that indoor cycling isn't many people's favorite thing to do, even, even outside of winter or an unfavorable client. Okay. So even not considering weather, but don't get me wrong. I will say riding outdoors will always be a great option for putting in massive miles and for getting you outside. But my argument for indoor indoor training allows you to ride no matter the weather or your schedule, you know, and, and I wanted to go ahead and outline, you know, my top, I think I put six, yes, top six things, top six reasons why indoor training is really important and is kind of my go-to training during the off season. I will go ahead and say caveat here is that I don't ski or snowboard at this time. I used to snowboard. Uh, several years ago, but then we got Milo and we just couldn't imagine him being in doggy daycare all day or he's he's not able to be home all day uh, just because 
here in Denver, you know, I-70 traffic, <laughs> the mountain traffic can get a little intense. So we would leave here at, you know, five in the morning, get up at the slopes, five, five, six in the morning, get up at the slopes just in time, um, have breakfast. And then we would hit the slopes when we first moved here. So we were little snow bunnies, you know, especially on the weekends or Fridays or something like that. But Honestly, over the years, we've just kind of like gotten away from it. And it would be one thing if we didn't live in the mountains, I'd probably be more apt to do it. Same thing with cross-country skiing and things like that. But for me, I personally don't do a ton of winter sports. I do have some snowshoes. I'm going to get into that a little bit more uh, just for some extra cross-training and some, you know, zone two. Uh, Let's be honest, probably zone three training. But, you know, I would like to get into some cross-country skiing because I can do that, you know, here locally uh, within about 45 minutes radius, but I'm just not a winter sports athlete. So I will go ahead and say if winter's here, when winter is here for you and the slopes are ready for you with snow, hit those slopes. Those are perfect opportunities for you to get away from the bike, get away from the monotony of that movement pattern with the, you know, the actual pedal strokes and things like that, and just enjoy being outside. All right. So if you're a winter athlete and you have the capabilities and have the accessibility to do winter sports, then by all means do. But for purposes of this episode, I did want to to talk about just how you can and why you should try to incorporate indoor bike training, especially if you're not really necessarily a, a winter sports athlete like I am. All right. So the first thing, the first reason why, you know, indoor bike training is so awesome is that the weather doesn't control you, which is awesome because, <laughs> hey, we can't control the weather. No matter how hard we wish that it wouldn't snow, we just can't control it. You know, so weather doesn't control you. I will say that the only exception here is if your power goes out, (laughs) then yeah, your indoor bike trainer is pretty useless without power. Um, But the cool thing with indoor bike training is your training isn't dictated by the weather. So rain, snow, sleet, hail, doesn't really matter, period. This alone is a reason to fall in love with indoor bike training. In my opinion, you can still pedal your bike during the coldest months of the year, but in a climate controlled environment, which of course does make you a little soft, but I will say you're going to be getting some excellent base mileage and excellent opportunities for intervals. All right. So that's my first reason. Hey, you know, weather doesn't control you. The second reason indoor bike training is so awesome is it's easier to schedule, period. You don't have to ride to the trailhead. You don't have to drive to the trailhead where, wherever, you know, obviously it's dependent upon where you're living in town, but it is so easy to schedule. You just have to hop on the bike and go, you know, and just the, the entry point is super easy and low to get that training in, which makes training a lot more consistent because that's the important part is you want your training to be as consistent as possible. And in order for you to really optimize your consistency in your training and how you're showing up in life with your training, you want to make it easy and accessible. I've, I've been notorious for lately just because I'm trying to build the habit of just hopping on my bike, no matter what. Um, I have been working long hours because I've been doing a lot of things uh, behind the scenes, developing some new programming, developing some new programs as well that are more nutrition oriented. So I've been doing a lot of things behind the scenes that aren't really visible um, to the outside world. And 
Some days I'm working about 10 to 12 hours. Do I enjoy working 12 to 10 to 12 hours? Not really. I mean, I enjoy that I'm loving what I'm doing for sure, but 10 to 12 hour workday is still a 10 to 12 hour workday. And sometimes at the end of that day, because I didn't work out in the morning because I've been working since, you know, 7, 6 a.m., 7 a.m., because of that, my energy is pretty low in the afternoon. And I just want to spend time with my my partner, with my dog. I just want to unwind. That is important to me mentally and physically. And I think that that's incredibly important to remember when you do think about your own training and how you're showing up in life is yes, training is important, but keeping those elements of your life that are really important to you, those, those relationships, those things, those pieces that make you feel joy and that make you feel more like you keeping those in your, in your life, in your daily to do is important. And that is important to me. That's one reason I don't work on weekends, you know, for the most part, exception has been these past couple weekends, but I don't work on weekends because of that. I need to be away from technology. And I think all of us do. I think it's very important. Now, that being said, I will go ahead and say I've been known to get on my bike, even in whatever clothes I'm on, because I already have the bike set up. Everything's ready to go. I just have to pop open the iPad, turn it on, turn Zwift on or whatever I'm trying in the moment. Um, and then go, you know, choose my training. That all takes like less than five minutes. So I put on my, you know, my bike shoes. I've been known to put them on even without socks lately, just because I'm like, hey, I don't even want to go upstairs to get socks. I'm just going to freaking do this. Lately, I've been leaving a pair of socks and a pair of bike shorts down here on the bike, which is a lot more convenient and definitely makes it a lot easier. But yeah, I've been known to get on the bike recently in just the workout clothes that I'm on, you know, so like no chamois, no nothing, especially if it's just 30 minute intervals. I mean, come on. Like, I don't need a chamois for that. Um, so it's been fantastic. I Hell, one day I got on my bike in my like Lululemon studio pants, which are like dance pants. <laughs> you know, they're, they're really comfortable. They're my travel pants and also my work from home pants. But um, it's basically like they're nice looking. They're not sweatpants by any means, but they're just, you know, I'm trying to elevate how I look when my neighbors see me out, you know walking the dog and stuff. I don't want to look like I'm schlepping. So, uh, yeah, I just got on the bike and I was in my studio pants and you know what? It was actually really comfortable and it was just a nice little like 30 minute zone two at that point, or maybe I did 45 minutes that day. I don't even remember. I didn't even have a chamois on. Um, but it was accessible that day. And that's the point is you indoor training. It's very easy to schedule. You just have to hop on, you know, you're not being a pro, you're, you're not a pro being paid to ride your bike. So you likely have to work during your day. That's just the reality. All right. And working schedules traditionally make training schedules less ideal and more difficult to schedule. You know, just like I talked about earlier, just longer work days and things like that. I even have a couple clients who are going through that right now. And it like the bike is literally right next to me as I'm recording this and I see it day in and day out. And, um, you, it's just there. It's there. It's not a coat hanger <laughs> or a clothes hanger or anything like that. Um, I have my fan and everything set up and it's ready to go. Now, that to me is a very low entry point. I'm going to get on that bike whenever I need to or want to. And that is what's so cool about it. So make it easy, you know, make it accessible for yourself. But it is the second reason that indoor cycling is just so awesome is that it is a hell of a lot easier to schedule. There is no commuting to the trail. There's no riding to the trail. If you're riding your bike to the trail, it's just great. It's great. It's so easy to schedule. 
Uh, and to me, that makes life so much easier. All right. The third reason that indoor bike training is so awesome is that it's easier to hit your workout targets. There's no stoplights. There's no, um, you know, trail folks like hikers and other cyclists and things like that and other obstacles that can make it difficult to hit a workout goal or a heart rate zone or a time, you know, a time goal for an interval, for example. Indoors, it's so much easier, especially for endurance zone two or easy rides, because let me tell you, outdoor hills, like yeah, here in Colorado, it's fairly hard to find a flatter surface that is enjoyable to ride. You know, like sure, we have some greenways and things like that, and they're fantastic, but you know, like some of them can be borderline like risky with ice this time of year. Uh, and kind of just like not that fun. And plus there's a speed limit on it, you know, and 15 miles per hour. I mean, shoot, that is easy to go over, uh, on, you know, even my gravel bike. And it's just difficult to find an area where you can easily get in a zone two easy ride, for example, you know, and your heart rate can't get too high indoors compared to an hour outside on the trail. So I will say that's the the opposite is also true. Really trying to reach the high end of your heart rate zones can be difficult. You know, you definitely have to have the erg up high. You have to have maybe even the erg off if an, you know you're doing a traditional climb in the app. So, you know, it it's varied, but I will go ahead and say that it can be easier to hit your workout targets especially when it comes to intervals because then you're not really super dependent upon the actual gravel road that you're maybe doing your intervals on or the greenway or whatever. And of course, trails are just difficult anyways to do any type of interval training. I mean, trails inherently just have intervals built in just because of the undulating terrain, at least here in Colorado. I know that that is kind of true in a lot of other states. Um, You know, sometimes California can also be in alignment with that. But I personally find that it's easier to hit my workout targets when it comes to interval training on an indoor trainer versus outdoors, okay? The only exception I will say is maybe like climbing intervals because that's pretty easy to find here in Colorado at least, you know, I could just find a gravel road and do my climbing intervals on that and it's super easy. You just have to find a climb that is long enough and a little bit more of a similar terrain or consistent terrain and and percentage grade to make it to make it feasible for you. All right. Now the next point goes align in alignment with that. So fourth reason indoor training is so awesome is that testing is easier. So FTP tests are so much easier indoors than in outdoors, in my opinion, not to mention how much safer these are indoors than outdoors. So there is a safety element where indoor training can definitely be just safer in general. You don't have to worry about road traffic. You don't have to worry about, you know, accidentally having a little spill or a crash or anything like that. Um, especially if you're doing these by yourself, but on top of that, yeah, testing is easier doing any type of VO2 max and FTP training tests are just incredibly easier on an indoor device. I will go ahead and say that if you're doing any type of FTP testing, okay, so functional threshold, power type of trusting, type of uh, testing, try to do, try to compare apples to apples and oranges to oranges. So if you do the test on a Peloton, for example, and then maybe, you know, three months later, you do it on an indoor trainer, like a Zwift, you know, hub or another type of indoor trainer, you know, Wahoo kicker, please know that these numbers will vary. Okay, just like when you go to weigh yourself on a scale, like when you go to weigh yourself on the doctor's office scale versus maybe a scale at home, if you have that, those numbers will be different. 
And I think all too often, I see this so often, folks will look at the numbers and just be like, what the fuck? Like, dude, I did this on my Peloton and now three months later, I got the Wahoo kicker and now I'm doing this and my, my FTP is a little bit lower. Please know that the algorithms and calculations, things like that, these devices use is going to be slightly different. I know personally, anytime I've ever hopped on a Peloton at a hotel gym, nothing against Peloton. I think Peloton's amazing, but please know it has me going so much faster. Um, then, you know, like I would probably feel like I'm doing on my bike at home. So please know this is different. All right. You're on a completely different device. Give yourself a little bit of break and try to compare your FTP scores on the same actual device that you're using traditionally. Um, again, we're all about consistency here. So I do want to go ahead and say that because that is the the downside with indoor bike training is looking at different devices and thinking that they're the same results because they're not going to be the same results. They use different calculations. You're on a completely different device. Think about if you ever have the experience, if you're a mountain biker, which I'm sure most of you are, (laughs) and if you have the experience of being on a more downhill specific bike, right, or an enduro style trail bike versus like a cross country fast bike, right? It feels different. It is a different tool. The same thing is true when you're on a Peloton versus like, you know, an indoor trainer. It's going to feel different. And that feeling is going to translate a little bit differently in the actual results and the readings and things like that. So that on top of just having a completely different device and having different, you know, calculations and things like that, it's going to just feel different. So please, please don't beat yourself up if your FTP does change, if you happen to use a different, a different tool. All right. So Testing is easier on indoor training bike. The fifth reason is you can work on pedal stroke and and even better positioning on the bike, which is really awesome. You don't necessarily have to do this out on the trail or out on the gravel route. For me, I think single pedal single pedal drills are so much easier on an indoor training bike than outdoors. You know, like trying to do those. I remember old school. I used to do them outdoors like 20 years ago. It was kind of annoying, you know, um, you couldn't really feel it as well, but single pedal drills on my indoor bike so much easier. I can just, I can easily kick my leg out off to the side. I have room. I'm not worried about tipping over or anything like that. The other thing is you can also really focus on how to perform a full pedal stroke that transfers power to your pedals. So this is incredibly important because it does bring awareness and mindfulness to your actual movement on the bike, which is really important because ultimately you are the engine of the bike, right? Uh, I will also say it's very easy or easier to work on cadence and any type of surges, you know, power surges, uh, you know, output surges, standing surges, anything on the bike when it's indoors versus outdoors. Okay. You can truly feel it. Now I will say that outdoors is really important too, because you do want to feel what it's like to feel the, the tension of the tires on the trail, the resistance that that automatically gives your bike on terrain. That's important as well. But when you take away those elements of trail and, and tire feedback and PSI and all this other stuff, right? Carbon wheels, you know, non-carbon wheels, aluminum wheels, whatever you have. When you take away all those factors and it's just you and the indoor trainer, that is going to be a lot more raw. It's going to give you a lot more feedback. And I think that's really, really awesome. All right, six of them final is 
you can meet your friends for a ride without ever leaving your house. <laughs> Many platforms allow you to pedal alongside friends from all over the world. You know, I even randomly had people follow me. I'm sure you all have too. I, don't know. I hope so anyways. I don't know. I've never actually asked my friends this. Now I'm kind of worried now that I think about it. But I'll do a Zwift ride and I'll have some folks, you know, start to follow me that road with me. Um, and you know, we comment and commits with one another, uh, on the Zwift platform, but you know, we follow one another now and I'll like their rides. When I see them pop up in my feed, they'll like mine. I have no idea who these people are, but what's really cool is if you want to, you know, I know trainer ride does this very easily where you can meet up with friends and you can ride digitally with your friends, which is pretty cool. Again, especially if you're not a winter sports athlete like I am. So it gives you that opportunity to connect with people, have a, a group mindset, a group mentality. If you want to race on Zwift or another platform, that's usually also allowable and totally accessible. They usually always have races every day that you can kind of sign up to join. It's just cool. It's really cool. And it's really neat to see folks all from, from all walks of life, all over the world, join you on a digital platform. It's kind of cool, you know, just to think that this didn't exist several years ago. You know, you weren't really able to ride collectively with other people several years ago, which is pretty astonishing to me. Uh, I know for me, I, you know, early on in my career, I started off as an indoor cycling trainer and I was, I was doing the, you know, the spinning instruction and like that type of, you know, traditional indoor cycling uh, teaching, but I was also doing some indoor classes where we did bring in our old, our old school fluid trainers, um, which were so fantastic back in the day and they're still fantastic, but we would bring them in and we would set up in the yoga studio and we set up, uh, on the big screen, like a tour de France, tour de France, excuse me, tour de France, uh, you know, video, like a first person type of video of routes that were popular in the tour. And we would just follow along and I would give folks instructions on surges and things like that. And it's really cool because you did have the dynamic of a group setting. You're all in one happy, you know, big happy room, but then you're working towards a similar goal. You're doing some, you know, similar surges, you're doing similar power outputs and things like that. One thing I loved about that type of setting is you didn't have this silly TV at the front of the room where you're seeing everyone's heart rates, everyone's power outputs, everyone's watts. I understand why F45 and or other, excuse me, other companies, you know, Orange Theory, I get it. I get why they do it because it does bring a little bit of competition to what you're doing. But I personally hate it because sometimes I like me as a coach, I'm the person that will sometimes hear people come to me after they've done Orange Theory, given that a try and they really want to do some authentic strength training. And they, they, the common theme is they felt like they just were never good enough. They felt like they couldn't improve because they were comparing themselves to other people on the screen. So that is one thing I did love about my old school indoor training classes, indoor cycling classes, is we didn't have that god-awful screen at the front of the room that literally is comparing you to everyone else in the class. I hate that shit. Like, don't do that. Like, you're taking the fun away from a ride. Like, I'm just riding and I'm wanting to interact with human beings. So I'm not weird or socially awkward. And I just want to, like, I'm an extrovert introvert. So I love being around people. I love energy. I love the community. And I know other people do as well. So I feel like those classes that do have the screens might be a negative for you if you do find yourself constantly comparing. 
So try to be mindful of what classes you do sign up for and where, what studios you do go to. I get it. They're, 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 they have good intentions on trying to create a little bit of a competitive environment, but that is not successful for everyone. All right. Um, instead, I kind of wish that something like that was on the individual screens in front of you. Like every bike had their own screen and you could decide if you wanted it to be on or off. I think personally, that is really cool because then there's buy-in, you know, there's an actual skin in the game buy-in if people do want to be on that. And then if they want to see it. And I think that's really important. There's, there's autonomy. And, um, that is the only downside with like group, group programming in, in the same room, in the same, you know, arena. It can just sometimes have people feel left out and biking is a community sport. Sure. It's an individual sport, but community is awesome. And it, I feel like it can sometimes taint that, that awesomeness, which is too bad. So those are the pluses just off the top of my head, those six pluses and positives of why indoor bike training is so awesome. Negatives, of course, are your indoors. Like, yeah, who, who wants to be stuck indoors, especially during the winter? You know, hello, enter sad face, right? You want to be outside. So try to get some hikes in, try to get some snowshoes in if you can or whatever you can. Just try to get outside, even just a walk around your neighborhood if you can. You know, just get some sun on your skin, especially early in the morning, right after the sun rises. But being indoors, that's a negative, all right? Next negative is, sure, the investment, upfront investment, but there are going to be options, like I mentioned earlier. I want this to be as accessible as it possible for everyone, and I think that Zwift has really stepped up to try to make new technology more accessible for folks. So check out the Zwift Hub. They're not paying me to say anything about this. Um, but it is very worthwhile. Again, I have some clients who absolutely, absolutely love their Zwift hub. Um, cause I know they were hesitant at first since it was new technology, but oh my God, they, they rave about it. So high fives to you all who are on my team who have a Zwift hub and who have given me feedback. I really appreciate you all. Um, you know, another negative is, yeah, it's solitary, especially if you do just kind of join, a random workout online and you're not necessarily joining it with anyone else, you're not doing it as a group effort. Yeah, it can be a little solitary and it can be a little lonely. All right. And sometimes during the winter, that's not what everyone needs. Some folks do need some sort of human interaction like I do, uh, or else we get weird. Shit gets weird during the winter. And I think that being solitary can be a negative, you know, for some folks. The other thing that is a negative with indoor training versus outdoor training is that your setup is going to be different. So if you're not on the same bike that you're actually riding outdoors, pedals are going to be different. Your saddle might be different. Your angles might be different. For me, my indoor bike is my old road bike. So it's an old Trek Madone full carbon bike. I love this damn thing. It has the best geometry for road bike. Um, I hate that they don't make it anymore, but actually I think that Trek did recently bring the Madone back or they're talking about bringing the Madone back just because it's such a good bike. But this bike has look pedals on it. So they're, you know, road specific pedals that I'm clipping in. I'm wearing CD shoes. So 
my setup is completely different. <laughs> now I have been, I have been fit professionally on this bike. Um, but I did let a friend borrow it for a huge, you know, Ragbri event a couple of years ago. And since then, I, I think she lowered the seat. So I can't quite get it to the exact specifications that it was at before. So it does fit a little differently, but this bike is going to feel a lot different than any other bike that I'm on. I mean, even the gearing is different. You know, it's freaking two by, for example, and all my bikes now that I have are all one buys. So that's the only downside is your setup can feel a little bit different or be different. And then it can feel different when you do get back on your actual bike that you ride outside. So just a heads up, it will feel a little funny, but all in all, when you look at the pros and the cons of indoor bike training, I hope that you do see the potential and of the the positive experience that you can have getting on an indoor bike if you don't already have one, okay? So I hope these six reasons give you enough reason to try indoor training if you haven't already, and hopefully it helps you embrace it that much more if it's already something that you do. So while the trainer may not be as, as exciting as being outside, it's almost always worth it. I am grateful you're here with me. I'm grateful you gave this episode a listen, and I appreciate your support endlessly friend please subscribe rate and share this episode and i will catch you next week bye fam